This video is sponsored by Jock Farm, a networking social media platform for specifically fighters. The Jock Farm community helps fighters get the necessary social media exposure or even some sponsorship deals. Looking for somewhere to connect among other fighters? Jock Farm does just that. But hey, don't take my word for it. Go and check it out for yourself. You can reach them on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, simply just at Jock Form. And feel free to put an application through as they are currently seeking new athletes to add to their roster. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another episode of Behind the Grind with your one and only host, Simon Romero. To another episode of Behind the Grind with your one and only host, Simon Romero. We have five guests for you today, which include of Mackie Patolo, Ode Osborne, Zach Otto, Jamal Hill, and we can't forget Mr. Vicente Luque. Um, Luque coming off his third round TKO at uh, the UFC last Saturday um, over Mr. Nico Price. Um, it was their second fight, and uh, finished the first one with Darce, uh, which he came out with a win, and the second time it was TKO. So we have Vicente Luque talking about his fight. We have Mackie Patolo coming on, talking about his fight at UFC 250, um, where he takes on Charles Bird. Um, we also talked to Jamal Hale, who fights May 23rd. Um, that's going to be a good one. That's a good Good catch up with him, and we have Zach Otto, um, gym owner, promotion owner, and even a UFC welterweight. We have him coming on, talking about what's next for him, possibly. Um, we have some good guests. Can't forget Odie Osborne. Um, it's going to be a good one, so you won't want to miss it. Check it out. Joining us today is 8-3 professional UFC fighter, the Jamaican sensation. How's it going, Odie? It's going good, man. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I appreciate you for asking. Uh, what's happening in uh, O'Day's quarantine life right now? <sighs> Shit. Where do I start? <laughs> God, please. I don't even know where to start, man. Like, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to do a little bit of everything. Like, right now, like, no, like, literally right now, I'm, as we can see, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of, like, forex uh, trading. But, um, okay. When I'm not doing that, I am uh, trying to do online school stuff for, for the kids. Um, I just picked up fishing. Uh, I built a garden outside. Trying to, you know, walk, trying to tend to that. Um, just trying to get a little bit of everything in, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just, just have a wide range of stuff to do because that's how... I, I keep my mind and my ADHD com composed. <laughs> uh, okay, you know, yeah, control. makes sense. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like my way of giving my life purpose. <laughs> the funny thing about that is uh, you probably would not have ended up doing that if uh, we didn't have all the time on our hands. No, no, man. I, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I got my credit, like, like on point right now. Um, <laughs> just because of time, man. All that, Just because of time, I would have never had the time to take care of my credit score and get all this stuff done that I never had a chance and opportunities to get done. 
So now I'm I'm getting I'm getting it in right now. Yeah. So you listed all those hobbies, and uh, I like the thing about uh, the teacher the teacher fighter uh, kind of two sides there. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, how difficult it is for you to uh, manage being a fighter and a teacher at the same time? It's actually not difficult at all. Um, everything is difficult at first for us. Mm-hmm. Everything, anything we try, we're going to, we're going to struggle at it first. Um, but the, the brain can handle so much capability. There's so much that we can handle as humans. We just got to, push ourselves past that peak so uh, we can handle the peak if that makes sense push yourself mm-hmm. past the peak that way you can, when you when you get to the peak you can handle it it's fine so um with that being said man uh it's it's just another day in the office for me to be honest with you it's actually not that difficult for me it's just i just flow through it i flow through okay. it now when you are teaching and then uh, you're training for a fight how do you manage to cut weight at the same time? Um, I don't cut any weight. <laughs> That's, okay. So I think the most difficult part is getting those training schedules in, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get pad session in. I'm trying to get wrestling one-on-one in. I'm trying to get all these different things in. And I think that's the most difficult part when you're, you know, trying to prepare a lesson for the kids the next day and also trying to prep for a fight, also trying to, you know, answer parents and, and all kinds of different stuff on the, on the side but mm. um the most important thing is just being just not being able to to make excuses for myself because as you know we, we all do it we all make excuses and sometimes for sure for I sure can make excuses but not out loud just um internally you know mm-hmm. internally, like i'll make an excuse and i'll validate why my excuse is right of course. Now, how long have you actually been uh, teaching? Um, about four, coming up on five years now. I'm actually an assistant. Okay. But five, yeah, coming up on five years now. So it's not, you're pretty pretty deep into it, actually. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm deep, and I'm knee, knee deep. Knee deep, <laughs> yeah. Knee deep now, in that thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I like that one, knee deep in the thing. <laughs> That'll be the, the caption right. for the post. Knee deep in that thing. <laughs> Thing. <laughs> of course. Now I know you mentioned that uh, you tried fishing and all those other hobbies, but if we're being real here, how many fish did you actually catch on your first your first adventure? Uh, not a damn one. I didn't catch one single <laughs> fish. I just okay. started like a week ago. I didn't catch mm-hmm. one. But guess what though? I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna keep going back because I didn't of know. Course. I don't know shit about fishing. I, first of all, <laughs> I didn't know what was in the river. Now mm-hmm. I found out. I did some research. Did some studies. Watch some YouTube videos, find out that there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of um, blue um, smallmouth bass in there. So now I can okay, now I can I can I can get the right bait for smallmouth bass and try again. Mm. Everything in life is just try, try and try and try and try and try, man. That's I'm used to failing at stuff. That's no, that's that's really, you know, it's easy to to come back at, at things because I'm used to. I've been failing my whole life. That's how mm. I'm. That's how I'm, I'm. I am where I am. I fail, and then I get it right. After you did your research, now I know what you're working with, so exactly. hopefully you'll come back to me and say you caught one or two. Man, I'm about to catch <laughs> ten of mugs. Okay, okay. <laughs> and if we go back, because I like that, to so that teacher topic, what did the students think about, uh, or when did they, what were they like when they found out you were a UFC fighter? 
Man, them students don't give a damn about me being in the UFC. They, they don't give a damn. They're not, they're not scared at all? They give, me, they give me a hard time all the time. They're like, if I lose a fight, they're like, Mr. O, come on, man. What, what, what was that? They're like, Mr. O. They keep me honest, though. They really keep me honest because they're the only ones that can joke with me like that. Somebody else said that, I'd be like, that's not, you know, that's not cool. But they, they can really, like, they keep me, you know, they, they're like, Mr. O, what, 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 what? Come on, what, 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 what was your head at? You know, they keep me honest. They, they don't give. They, they really like. Um, they're like that, that younger sister brother that you know that just come for you. They come for you. <laughs> you gotta be on your toes. Of course. If we switch over to uh, how you get prepared for a fight, how do you mentally get prepared? Not because I don't know if everyone knows, but it's not just physically. It's you have to be strong in the head too. So how do you, how do you prepare for that? A lot, a lot of meditation and calming my mind and getting rid of those outside voices. You know, that's that's the that's the the, the killer and not just fighting in all sports in life. Those outside voices, once they start trickling in and they start getting right into your, your membrane, it's a wrap for you. You can't you can't let that happen. Once some voices tell you that you know what, maybe maybe the same for you. Or you know what? Maybe you, you you could be you could be hurt or you know just it's that resistance the voice of resistance when whenever the voice of resistance come up and start talking to you you have to give in or you just kind of you push you push right through it so for me it's just constantly uh, developing that that strong mindset and uh, I'm obviously you know I I talk about you know God all the time uh, I can't do shit without him you know he he's the voice of reason for me i put everything on him and he helps me battle all the way through you know since i was a kid i've been doing it through god and he's never failed me since he hasn't failed me yet <laughs> you know i roll the dice on him every day if i was if i was a crap player i'd be like seven ah <laughs> <laughs> i roll on god all the time ah <laughs> for sure for sure so one of the last questions i got for you here could you tell us about a story that has either happened to you in or outside of the cage that uh, you look back on and just go, wow, I can't believe that happened to me? Um, man, if you can think I can of one. You, I can tell you a story like that happened to me six months ago when I thought I was going to lose everything. Like When I say I thought I was going to lose it all, like everything, like everything my car apartment everything just gone just like like just flash of an eye i thought i was gonna lose it all and then uh you know what i mean i just kept kept praying and and kept doing my thing and and god blessed me man he said it was not your time yet you can't you can't you can't come this far and expect to lose everything like and i looked and i just thought back i'm like you're right you're right i was i was at my low i was at my low and you know i spiraled out of control and, um, you know, when you spiral, man, it's, it's hard to come back from when you spiral. It's hard, it's a hard <laughs> thing to come back from. But like I said, man, God had my back on that when he picked me up and uh, walked me through the rain, through the mud. And here I am today, got signed by the UFC. And uh, I, life is good. Life is good. I cannot complain. I'm truly, truly blessed. So if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to answer this, but do you mind I'm sharing? Like, I'm going uh, it. Sharing what what uh, what happened to you there? Oh shit! <laughs> oh man! Like I said, you don't have to answer if you don't feel comfortable. We'll, we'll, but we'll, we'll put we'll that. Be nice. So right now, right now I'm writing a book right now, 
So we'll, we'll, I'm going to save that one for the book. You, we, when it comes out, you can read it all. All right. All right, perfect. Uh, I'll have to send me a yeah, copy. It's gonna be, uh, yeah, it's, it, I'm going to put it all out there for everybody. To, you know, I got so many skeletons, so many, so much shit that people really don't know about me. Um, mm. my, I got close friends, best friends that think they know me and they know nothing about me. Like, I got deep, deep shit that, that, that has made me who I am today that I'm about to bring up. You know, and it's tough writing, writing about yourself because you got to uncover shit that you've suppressed. You know what I mean? And it's, it's mm. like, man, it's almost like um, picture peeing yourself in class and the teachers laughing at you, the kids laughing at you, and times out by 12. And that's how I feel writing this this book about myself. Now you got me interested. You got to talk a, a little bit about this book. What, uh, what is the book going to be called? Uh, probably Bottom Boy Survivor. I like it. I like it. So, <laughs> you know, we'll have to find out a little bit about a little bit more about that. But uh, we'll leave uh, leave that to the readers and uh, so forth. So that is all the questions I have for you today. But before I let you go, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, thank anyone uh, you feel is necessary at this uh, time. The stage is all yours. Um. Well, first and foremost, uh, all my coaches and my teammates. You know, like, I, I, I really, I, I can't do shit without my coaches and my teammates. But the number one supporter in my life is God um, and then my mom. But God has brought me here. I can't do, I'm nothing without him, uh, without Christ. But, um, you know, for everybody else watching this, um, don't let anybody tell you that you can't do anything you put your mind to. Like, even, I tell, I tell everybody that interviewed me, even you, you know, you being an interviewer, you can be the best commentator you want to be. Don't, don't ever let anybody, you know, set you up for failure and tell you that, oh, yeah, well, you got to get, you know, you got to do this, this, and that, this, this, and that. Um, prime example is uh, the English language. That's the hardest thing to learn. But I guarantee you, if you write a paper, perfect grammar, perfect and you take that shit to England, and you have a professor in England look at it, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, we as Americans think we got it right. But mm-hmm. that's just one one opinion, one mm-hmm. country's opinion. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, yeah, man, my advice to anybody out there that, that, that has anybody telling them they can't do something or, or feel like they want to do something, feel like they're at the edge of their seat, and they want to try something else, but afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of failure. It's never too late to fail. Fail. My my. Go see how many times you can fail. That's the thing. Go see how many times you can fail. How many times can you get back up from failing? I'm 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 a I'm a cha- That's my challenge to y'all out there. How many times can you fail at something to be good at it? You don't got to be the best. You just got to be good just long enough, just long enough for everybody else to fall below you. Cause society. It's just trickling down, man. As long as you keep your edge, you'll be the best eventually. Sure, it's not uh, how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get back up. Exactly. To turn them L's, them L's into lessons, man. Them losses into learns. And uh, yeah, and, uh, also guys, follow me on Instagram, Oday Osborne, uh, the Jamaican sensation. If you ever want anybody, also reach out to me on social media, DM me. Like I respond to anybody. Like I'm not that way. You know what I mean? I'm just like, anybody mess with me? I'm like, you know, I respond. I know I, I knew, I know what it's like, you know, <laughs> reaching out to people and just being ignored. So I'm not, sometimes I'll ignore people when they, when they bring that silly shit around me. But, mm-hmm. you you know, if you want to reach out, just reach out. That's what I tell people. For sure. So you mentioned the Jamaican sensation. 
what is the story behind that nickname? Um, well, I was born in Jamaica, man, and uh, it just—it's—I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm sensational. I feel like you know what I mean. It just—it just flows off the tongue. I feel like it would be a good marketing ploy, you know. Um, Perfect. I thought it—I thought it just flowed. All right, last one I got for you, and then I'll let you go here. This is a very important one. It's very serious too. Does O'Day Osborne sing in the shower? Shit, O'Day Osborne sings <laughs> in the shower. O'Day Osborne sings right now. I sing whenever I feel like singing. <laughs> all right, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah, man. All right, so O'Day Osborne, thank you for joining us. We'll talk soon. Hey, thank you for me, my man. You have a good one, okay? Mr. Jamal Hill, what's going on today, my friend? It's chilling, bro. Get ready to head out to the gym in a minute. 15 days until we see you back in the in the UFC octagon. I'm uh, sure you're excited to hear that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Get paid. Get this money. What are your thoughts on your opponent? Uh, Clint and Abreu. Yeah, he's uh. Um, Abreu. Was close. Yeah, I think I think it's pronounced Abreu. I'm I'm not. Okay. I think that's how it's pronounced. But uh, man. He's, he's in the UFC. He's a good. He's good. He's an opponent. It's another challenge. Another challenge I plan on playing color. So uh, you are fighting in an empty arena. What do you think it's going to be like? I'm sure you've uh, watched some UFC cards with oh, the yeah. empty arena and you've heard comments. But uh, what do you think about it? They were talking. Let's talk about them moving it to the apex. And I was just at the okay. apex last year. So that ain't ain't no thing. Obviously, I don't. Obviously, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, so you competed on the Contender Series. I was going to ask you, uh, you've had that experience in the... It wasn't completely empty, but uh, there wasn't too many people there. How much do you think that experience will benefit you in uh, competing? It don't benefit me at all. This is a fight still. It don't change anything. People being there don't change anything. We're coming with the same skill sets. We're still the same people. And obviously, uh, the testing and everything's changed just a little bit that cotton swab thing going up your nose are you uh, are you nervous for that thing at all <laughs> i don't like the idea of it <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure I'm definitely not something not something i'm eager to go through but it's got to be done it's got to be done i've seen that through a couple instagram posts that you've you're into that uh, that war zone call of duty how are you really at that game if we're being honest here Hey, uh, you know it's funny. I just I got a clip. I was just about to post it. It's like a little okay. clip. It's like it's like team wipes and like you know what I mean things like. I'll be whacking and shit. I say like, I ain't <laughs> I ain't gonna say I'm the best in the world and shit. You know what I'm saying? But shit. For sure. If you run into me, your ass might get popped. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. That's how we know you're you're at least decent. <laughs> so, uh, do you mostly play the Warzone part of the game, or are you into that uh, online co-op as well? I kind of mess with it. I kind of, I kind of dabble around it all. It's all fun here and there, but shit, mostly I'm just playing Warzone. I gotta ask you, are you a PS4 or Xbox guy? Xbox. That way. <laughs> all right, so uh, a couple. You can talk PS4 all you want to. Look and see who the tell who who really killing shit. Xbox. All right, all right. I'm I'm a PS4 guy, so I don't know. <laughs> we gotta we gotta see what the comments are on that, but uh, you know. 
Has there been an experience in your life uh, where you you look back and you're like, um, well, I can't believe that happened to me? Oh. Might be a tough one. Like I work hard for everything that's happened to me, especially recently and everything. I expected it. All this stuff I expected this my whole life. No matter what I did, I always knew I was great. Kind of things and as far as the whole I can't believe it's happening to me thing not nah, it was just more just surreal like all right dang it's actually here it's like, fine it's happening mm-hmm. had- that's some moments for sure so what was it actually like for you when you uh, signed that contract uh, for the UFC I was mm-hmm. just ready to go man I was ready to get going ready to get ready to get Ready to get fighting. It's just main. It's just basically like one phase. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, like it's like when you're making your favorite dish, right? You get your, <laughs> yeah. you get your first, first ingredients into the pot. You know what I'm saying? You still gotta cook that mm-hmm. meal. You gotta get that meal and get it how you want it. For sure. So you sound, you sound like you're into that cooking. Are you a good cook at all? Yeah, I like cooking. Yeah, I can cook. I cook. I was, I watch cooking shows. Cooking <laughs> food. Now, I know a couple guys that they're into watching some cooking shows while they're cutting weight, actually. Are, are you into that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny as hell. And my boy, hey, one of my teammates came over and I was just watching it. I was just watching it. <laughs> Food Network. Cooking. I was like, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. If we talk about cooking, uh, what is something you crave? Huh? What is something you crave when you're actually cutting weight? Yeah, bro, it's always, it's always random. Always random. Like, it's like, shit. like the other day, like the other day, the weirdest shit, I was craving a, a grilled cheese sandwich with some pickles. Oh, man. Those taste good. <laughs> but it's weird, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> some grilled cheese. You got to put some ketchup on that, too, no? Ketchup on the no? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know, I gotta admit to it. <laughs> Come on, you, know, man. you don't you don't like ketchup on your burger? Oh bro, hell no, bro. You don't put ketchup on the burger. For the fries, you know what I'm saying? Ketchup is over. Ketchup is over. over. It's overpowering. I want, I want mustard. I want mustard and mayo. That's the only mustard? kind of mustard. Mustard and mayo. Throw that on my burger. Then give me the perks of the burger. Get the fries on the side with ketchup. That's how you. Yeah, do. put that lettuce on there too. That lettuce, spinach. Spinach. spinach? All right, all right. You it's seem like a big food guy. Don't do nothing for you. Spinach has. He's got. He's got the. <laughs> For sure. Freaking. So, we got to get your uh, early predictions on that uh, Overeem versus Harris fight, Alistair and uh, Mr. Harris. Who will you be uh, picking for that fight? I'm going. I can't. I can't pick against Walt, man. He got. He got. He got a lot to fight. He's fighting for a lot. You know what I mean? With everything that he's been through and um, what it means to him, and then also Walt. I've, I've, I've sparred. I've actually. I've actually sparred with Walt. He came to okay. my. Gym. 
came to my gym a little while before the whole situation with his daughter and everything. He was just nice, you know what I mean? He was, he was respectful, he gave me some advice, you know what I mean? Put me in the game about some things, you know, and just talk to me. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely rocking the wall. All right, but so I like, we've learned I like, a lot. I like Alistair. I'm Alistair's been a beast. He's been a dog putting in work for years. But I think this walk time. All right, and and by uh, KO submission decision. Walt ain't trying. Walt, Walt don't want no decision. Walt leaving. Walt trying to do that man sleep. And I think it's gonna be a knockout one way or the other. Really, I was gonna go with the uh, the submission, but I don't know. Or submission. <laughs> Man, I can see Alex. I can see getting Alistair down. But I think Walt gonna throw them hands. I think I see Walt. I see. I see. When I see when I picture this fight, I picture fireworks. I mean, that's what I'm. I'm a. That's all. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not so much picking with my head. Just the fact of what I want. You know what I mean? What I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna act like I know either one of their plans. You know, it's heavyweight. Sometimes dudes get in there. You know what I mean? They, everybody has power. For and sure. I mean, however, but I think Walt gonna let the hands go. I spar with him, and I spar with him. Walt hits hard. <laughs> and that wasn't even a real fight. That was just some sparring. Right. <laughs> hurt me. And he wasn't trying to hurt. That's his crazy. He hits hard, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, we learned a lot about uh, Mr. Jamal Hill today. He's uh, he loves that food. He has a fight coming up. What else can we ask? Man, bro, whatever, whatever you want to ask, whatever you want to know. <laughs> you got time, bro. You got time. What you, what you doing? You busy? Uh, a little, little bit, got, just sticking to that I, grind. Yeah, man, I got some time. One thing I'll be doing is playing Warzone. I hopped off Warzone so I can uh, can chat with you. I saw some. Oh, my bad. And oh, you did you? Again, <laughs> Even though I get back. All right, so. Oh, <laughs> really, eh? You that uh, the guy who rages after he dies? A little bit. Sometimes. A little bit. <laughs> Depending on how I die. Matter of fact, I was I, I got a Madden league. I got a Madden league. I started. I, mm. I was lost in the playoffs. That loss cost me a controller. I lost one of the controllers met the floor. <laughs> met the floor. I hate losing. Is there any uh, any other games you actually play uh, with all this time around? Yeah, I got I got the Madden. I started a Madden league. I got like a 32 man uh Madden league. Uh, I got there. Shout, matter of fact, yeah. Shout out to the Stay Home, Stay Safe league. You know my guys out there, my commissioners, Drew, Brandon. Um, yeah, I, I play Assassin's Creed. I got a shit ton of games. I just like when I, when I like it. That's what I play. Mm-hmm. For yeah. sure. So that's all I have for you today. But uh, my last question I got for you. Does Mr. Jamal Hill, Sweet Dreams, actually sing in the shower? I do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, got, I got to fist pump you for that one. Hey, 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 anybody that tell you they don't sing in the shower, they're lying. They're lying. They're lying. Exactly. They're lying in there, they sing it in their head. <laughs> At least in their head, yeah. <laughs> All right, so it was nice. it was nice catching up with you. Make sure you send me one of those videos of the, the cotton swab going up your nose. Ooh, man. <laughs> Think about I'm sure you have fun with that. One will be taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, nice catching up with you. We'll talk soon.
For sure, bro. All right. So, Mr. Mackie Patolo, how's it going today, amigo? Good, brother. Good. Just another day in Hawaii. For sure. So, a big thing I want to talk about uh, is the different tra- uh, the different traditions in Hawaii, but uh, we'll get to that eventually. So, first of all, you're scheduled to make the walk June 6th against uh, Charles Bird, I'm cor- if I'm correct. Uh, what do you yeah. know about uh, your opponent June 6th? Uh, I know he's a well-rounded guy, explosive in the wrestling department, good footwork. Uh, he used to be a 170 guy, uh, just like me, and where he's up there, there in the 185 division. He's been playing up there for a while. So, I mean, I'm excited, man. All the guy, it's a beautiful opponent for me to go up against, test my skills. And uh, given these hard times, I've still been staying sharp, so I'm excited to go in there and test my, my skill, my IQ against this guy. Yeah, so lately I've been noticing uh, this ice bath thing is becoming a common theme in uh, some fighters' games. I know you've done that a couple times. Uh, what do you think about the, that, yeah. whole, that whole training method? You ever heard of follow the leader? <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> i think i was the first one to start posting that shit bro so i mean uh, okay it, it's recovery recovery is key bro I mean, we gotta do what we can i can't get i can't get to a masseuse in these times of quarantine so uh, um i gotta take care of my body one way or the other stretching is a big thing for me um and i just found out recently that I, I used to do crowd therapy, but this this uh, ice bath is no joke. It, it, it has been helping me out. I, I do it one, two times a week, and uh, levels to this shit, man. This thing is just letting me recu- recover the body, and I feel good. The next day, I'm, I feel good like an hour after the ice bath, so it, it's definitely big moves. I can go hard during the week and end the week with a nice little recovery and right back at it. No, there's good results in the end, but it's got to be a little bit painful at least. Yeah, it's intense. The first time I ever did it, I could only handle the three minutes. And the next week, I went another two minutes. So I went three, five. I did five for like two weeks in a row. And then after that, I went to 10. And I, I just stayed at 10. I can go longer. I, I get it to where I can jump in with three pound, three 60-pound bags of ice inside of a tub. And mm. I, I'll jump in and I immediately have, I have good breath. Uh, I don't, I'm not going into shock or anything like that. So, I mean, I feel like I, it's, it's helping out, bro helping out a lot what could you relate that uh, uncomfortable kind of feeling to you know when chaos is is there inside of your head uh, you're sitting in a tub kind of like being you got a lot of shit going through your mind uh just like in the cage and you mm-hmm. gotta prioritize listen to your breath trust your trust the process and it, it kind of reminds me of that. My my mind. It's the first time I ever did it. My mind was running through the roof. I couldn't. I couldn't calm myself down. I couldn't get my breath right. And for three minutes, I was just all over the place. Next time I went in, it was a little better. Listening to my my breathing, deep breaths, uh, a little bit of the Wim Hof inside of there, and uh, shit went right too. So yeah, bro. And uh, it's it's done a lot as of like mindset wise. I, I, my mind doesn't really run out that run run around that crazy. Now I, I mean, uh, a lot more focus. I can dial it in way quick instead of you know. It, it just it just feels better. It feels right. Now for me, I know sometimes even cold showers get me. I can't imagine what an yeah, ice bath yeah, would right. feel like. <laughs> I, I would say the average person you throw them inside of an ice bath one minute, they're good. For sure. Yeah, you put a yeah. you put a pro athlete in there, never done it before, 
maybe uh, you'll get Even a, them. a solid three minutes out of them. But I just like how crazy your mind gets inside of there and you want out. But if you mm. really want the benefits, you got to sit through it and, and, and really last through it for, for, the, for your body to be really get the benefits out of it. So like I said in the beginning of this, I wanted to talk a lot about, about uh, your background uh, in Hawaii. So I've always been interested in the different traditions and whatnot. Uh, what, uh, what is different about Hawaii opposed to like the U.S. or anywhere in the world? Uh, first off, we're an island. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes uh, sense. That makes I, sense. <laughs> it, it's solid vibes, bro. We, we, just like everywhere else, we hold it down for each other. But uh, it's just we have that loyal spirit. We have that warrior mentality. Um, we, we, we come together when in times of need. And we're, we're strong out here, bro. The community out here, we're, 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 we consider each other family if we're from the same side, you know. And vice mm-hmm. versa, if we're from the same island, you're still family. And we find ourselves out there in the mainland, you know, we, we link up. Oh, you're from Hawaii? Yeah, I'm from Hawaii. All right, okay. Let's all get together immediately. There's no no if ands or buts, no no questions asked. You know, you you immediately family if you're if you're out there in the mainland. But here on the island, we're we're tight knit down to it, and we we're 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 family people, brother. But you test the family lines. Best believe you're gonna get the warrior side of. It. How many how many training facilities is there around the areas? There's there's a there's a pile, brother. There's a pile. Okay. There is the elite ones, but there is a lot out here. For sure. So I, I didn't works. know that. As anyway, yeah. jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, boxing is big things out here in Hawaii. Uh, MMA is a big thing out here in Hawaii. So there's a lot of them out there, but uh, there, there is an elite group of them that, that overrain all of them. So when you started out your MMA career, was it was it a popular thing to, do, to uh, be doing MMA at that time? At that time, yeah. Yeah, it was. It's a MMA is a young sport. So growing up, uh, I finally found out about fighting probably about my 11th, 12th grade year, and from there I just mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Started kickboxing and slowly picked up uh, the art here and there, and uh, went went full throttle. By the time I was uh, 18, I when I was 17, I actually had my first MMA fight. Okay, so I know I know aloha means hello in Hawaiian, correct? Yeah. Is there is there any other way to, to say it? Aloha, uh, mahalo, how's it? Mahalo. What's up? Okay. Yeah. Mahalo is so, like thank you, have a good day, or all right, bye, you know. Ahoy okay. is bye. Interesting. Ahoy ahoy. Am I, am I pronouncing it right? Ahoy ho. Ahoy ho. Yeah. I got it. Perfect. I'm learning. Alright, yeah, that's a big one. For Aloha. Right, okay. Uh, Shaka. You don't know what uh, per- you see Just look at that brother. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> what can we expect from Mr. Uh, Coconut Bombs June 6th? Uh, the people can expect an exciting fight. You know, there's not going to be any crowd in there, so you're really going to be hearing these shots land, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's what us fighters live for. We, we live for the competition. We live for the the thrill, you know, there's no no adrenaline rush like it. Getting a name called, walking out there in front of the thousands of people in the arena is a plus. But without them, this is what we truly love. We love hearing, we love hearing war, bro. We love hearing the action. We love to go in there and test ourselves. So this is what it comes down to. There's still millions of people watching, 
but not there, you know? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it, it's exciting, bro. I can't wait to go in there and just be able to play inside that octagon and and, and hear everything that's going to be good fun. For sure. So, before I let you go here, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, thank anyone you feel is necessary, and uh, the stage is all yours. Hey, shout-out to my boy, Simon, hooking it up. Getting me out there. Uh, shout out to Hawaii. I know we're going through hard times, guys, but stay strong and we're going to see it through. My family, love you guys. Uh, tune in. UFC 250, baby. Maki versus Charles Bird. Reaction. Live and direct. Until then, hui ho. If I got that right. <laughs> All right, my brother. Hey, you have a All right, enough? stay safe. Easy. All right. Cool. Mr. Zach Otto, how are you today, my friends? Uh, doing good. Um, you know, this quarantine's getting a little old, but hopefully we can get the gym opened up again soon and get back to normal. For sure. So you got anything planned for the rest of the day? Uh, rest of the day, um, I do want to catch up on just a couple more uh, jiu-jitsu videos that I've been watching lately, you know, trying to stay up on uh, knowledge and, you know, new information and stuff like that, even though we can't practice as much as, as we want to. So um ran some errands and stuff you know just a, a normal sunday it's I, I live in milwaukee and it's it's raining pretty good today so just kind of stayed indoors for sure it's actually raining here too now that i now that i check where are you from down in uh canada oh okay oh yeah 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 it's really uh convenient <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh you mentioned uh you were watching a couple jiu-jitsu videos is that something that uh you do when you're actually in the gym opposed to outside of it? Yeah. Um, well, we have, uh, we have quite a diverse group of fighters and jujitsu practitioners and everything at the gym. So there's always uh, plenty of things being brought to the table, if not the coaches themselves, of course, uh, the fighters themselves or other training partners. Um, hmm. You know, it's a very open um, everybody passing knowledge to each other and trying new things kind of atmosphere. So, um, you know, usually I get quite a bit of that just going into the gym every day, but because the gym's been closed, I've just kind of been, uh, getting to watch some DVDs that maybe I, I don't have the time to get around to as much as I want to. So gave me an opportunity to, to do that. Of course. So you are a UFC welterweight, but uh, that is something we'll get to later in the interview. But, uh, as we're on the topic of your gym currently, uh, how long have you guys actually been doing business so far? So uh, my sensei, my, my jiu-jitsu instructor, moved out of the state of Wisconsin. He took a teaching job um, out of state in, okay. in November of 2010. And when he did that, I, I was still going to college and, and kind of focused on other things. And um, he, he passed the gym off to uh, Jake Clip, and who I, I run the gym with now, and another guy named Rob Couliard. And um, so since November of 2010, Pura Vida has existed. And, okay. and at that point, I was um, you know on the fight team with them. I was helping them teach classes when we left. And then it wasn't until... Uh, like February of 2012 that I bought Rob out um, of his partner partnership with Jake. I mean, I, I was the one right, that right. became 
50, 50 partners with, with Jake. So um, since February at 12 is, is when we've been running the gym together. Yeah, so it's about 10 years roughly. You had some well-known guys, some well-known guys uh, training out of there. Are there any new up-and-comers that uh, the world might not know about yet? Yeah, we have a lot. Um, it's um, not only the people that are at that level right now, but we have a lot of people in the pipeline. So I feel like we have um, uh, people at like every way – Every spot down the line you can imagine. So, for you sure. know, people in the UFC right now, we have, a, a, I would say, three, four people that are very close. You know, a couple fights they could, or even one fight, um, could get called up to the UFC. Then we have some really talented pros that have only had like three or four pro fights. Another mm-hmm. three or four of those people. And then we've got very uh, high-level amateurs that are getting ready to turn pro that have a lot of potential. So all the way down the line, there's like three or four fighters at every spot. Um, okay. That's that pipeline going. Not only do you have fighters, you have people who are still like training here and there, I guess you would say. Oh, yeah. Um, not everybody is you know, going to be sure. cut out for that curious about getting in the cage and <laughs> and dealing with that kind of lifestyle of but uh, you know we have several people like i said before maybe they only focus on kickboxing and they're great training partners for the for the fighters when it comes to that and then we have other jujitsu um guys and girls that just really focus on that and they can give the fighters a good look when it when it's on the ground for sure. So not only do you own a gym, uh, you also own a promotion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's called Pure Fighting Championships. Um, we started running the promotion as a, a Milwaukee-based show. And okay. our, all, every time we ran a show, we'd be out of Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, we'd find some venue downtown or something to host the show. And then the state commissioner, Adam Burkhalter, uh, wanted to step down from that position and start promoting himself. So mm-hmm. uh, he was the state commissioner for like seven or eight years. And when okay. he stepped so, away, wow. we partnered up with him. And mm-hmm. we try, we're trying to now grow Pure Fighting Championships to be all over the state. And in the last two years, we've done that. So we've done shows uh, all across the state of Wisconsin and, um, you know, trying to make it um, a real staple around our, our region and uh, grow the show you know we're trying to get as many people from the show to the next level organizations for sure so uh there was a canceled card may 16th if i'm uh, correct on that do you guys plan to reschedule all the matches on the card or are you you trying to uh mix it up a little bit and add some different guys in there ideally whoever had a a scheduled fight is the ones that we're focused on first um if they and willing to fight when we're able to run shows again then they'll get the first crack at it but um you know if if maybe they're not ready because their gym's been shut down for a while when we're able to start running shows or you know whatever situation comes up um we'll we'll just do our best to get another show going as soon as possible i'm not really sure when that's going to be um there's a lot of things to figure out um Mm -hmm. the us that are our partners for PRFC are, are working on that, but 
um, it's still pretty early in this whole thing that we're dealing with. Of course. So when did the idea actually come up to your mind that uh, that's what you wanted to do? Um, are, are you talking with the show or do you mean all this? Correct. Uh, okay. Pretty much the show for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the show, um, we just, it was, our fight team was growing so much mm-hmm. that it was getting really hard to keep everyone active. So yeah, yeah. we were constantly, and we still are, but we're, mm-hmm. we were constantly on the road like every weekend, you know, going to Minnesota just to get an amateur to a fight. And then the mm-hmm. next weekend having to go to Ohio to get a pro and an amateur a fight. And then it was like we're doing all this traveling just to get a couple fights here and there. And it was like this isn't even worth it. Like we have the fight roster. Let's just start running our own show out in Milwaukee. And mm-hmm. um, at that point – when we wanted to start, there there was no other promotion in Milwaukee, so okay. um, it just kind of made sense to to make that happen. Awesome. So I promised we would talk about uh, your MMA career. So go ahead and tell us uh, where did this cra- crazy journey begin for you? Uh, didn't start until like my 23rd birthday. So okay, I had wrestled in high school, but always football was a focus, and I played some of that in college. Um, wasn't doing sports as I entered into my, tw- you know, early twenties, but still feel like I could, I could compete at a high level. Um, I got interested in doing MMA. Um, I, a lot of factors played into that, but, um, the main reason was I saw a local show. So uh, I know a lot of people, they see the UFC and TV and that kind of turns them onto this. Um, it was actually seeing a local show that got me really interested and, okay. um, Still, after a little bit of procrastination, finally, you know, like I said, I, I was 23 when I when I learned like my what the guard was in jujitsu or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just this, from my first class, I got you know super interested and just was obsessed with it. And then um, yeah, by the time I was 29, then I was in the UFC. Awesome. So your UFC career so far hasn't been the smoothest road, but uh, what has kept you inspired to keep doing what you're doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I like the challenge of, of fighting all these the best guys in the world. So you know, okay. I've taken fights on short notice. I've traveled all over the world. Um, all that has interested me that it's more of the challenge, you know, um, if you've noticed, I've I've never lost more. I've never lost two fights in a row. So yeah, I've, yeah. it's like when I'm coming off of a win, I try to like call somebody out or, or move up the ladder. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know for some reason that hasn't worked out for me. But then uh, after a loss, I just get super motivated that I don't want to lose sure. two. In a row, that I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to not be on contract with the UFC. So yeah, um, gives me extra motivation when I'm coming off of a loss and that's the situation I'm in again. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I never lose two fights in a row ever. Which totally makes sense. So the UFC is finally beginning to pick up again and start rolling. Uh, is there any plans to get back in there anytime soon? Yeah, for sure. Um, this could be a great opportunity to get back in there, um, with teaching and stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, usually always in the gym and always training, so like I said, I've taken a lot of fights yeah. in the UFC on short notice before. 
This is a little bit different situation because the gym's been closed. But like I said, you know, I'm still watching DVDs. I'm still working out all the time, doing what I can personally. So mm-hmm. if you have somebody, I'm ready to go. Um, 170 isn't the easiest weight class for me to make, but I've been trying to keep my weight down and make sure that that's manageable. And if, if something comes up, you know, I can jump on something. Um, with the travel bans and everything, um, it's going to be hard for international fighters to fight in the, the United yeah. States. So if they're looking for anyone to get on one of these cards, you know, of course I'm in talks with my manager and um, if something pops up, I'm ready to go. For sure. That's one of the best opportunities is to jump on the short notice, I guess. But as we're talking about fighting still, it's been a while, but um, have you watched any of the uh, current UFC cards uh, these last three ones? Yeah, I've watched, uh, I've watched all of them. Um, you know, sometimes usually like the prelims or something I might happen to miss, but without there being any mm-hmm. to watch, um, I've been I've been catching every one of them. So, um, you know, really great cards. I think they're doing the fighters and the promotion and everybody are are doing a great job. I think of creating new fans right now. It's a great opportunity for all of us just to, um, you know, get the word out about our sport and and maybe people that normally don't watch us. Uh, in the past, now that they just want to watch sports and we're the only ones, so they, uh, you know, they're tuning in, and I think the fighters are putting on uh, great cards. <laughs> Has there been uh, one fight that stuck out to you through one of the three cards? Oh my goodness, there's been so many good this ones. I know. <laughs> um, really stuck out. If any of them did, there's a lot I know, but. I, all I can think about is, sorry, my dog's, you know, he wants to say hi. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, the one that could stick out would be, you know, I, I know Walt Harris and just, it was the last fight, right? So uh, the mm-hmm. main event, last card, um, we had the same manager and, okay. uh, hey, bud. and the fact that he, uh, hold on one second, sorry. No worries. We can have him on the, on the interview. <laughs> He's a Rottweiler. He's what's, what's his name? His name's Russell. Russ. Okay, Russ. <laughs> awesome. Um, hold on, she's getting him. Come on, big guy. He's excited. <laughs> Be on TV. Um, but Walt Harris, you know, his story is super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. super unfortunate situation. And how he got Overeem hurt so bad at the beginning. I know. <laughs> oh, man, I wanted him to win so bad. but Yeah, yeah I'm sure everyone did. Um, but, hey, that's the fight game. It's super tough, man, especially at those heavier weight classes. Um, anything can happen. And Overeem really showed his vet uh, mentality and experience and was able to pull out the win. That was, that was super, you know, crazy, just the turn of events that happened so quickly in that fight. Okay, yeah, it was like it was like 47 wins or something like that. I believe it was. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. the other thing I wanted to discuss. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead and cut you off. Yeah, just man, he's been around since way before I even knew that the sport, you know, existed. Yeah, even before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying, uh, there's been a couple a couple fights where people have been like, oh, that's not fair. Maybe the decision didn't go the way it was supposed to. Was there one of the fights that you uh, you saw that should have went to the other person? 
Yeah, you know, there were a couple of close fights, especially uh, the ones that played yesterday. I would hate mm-hmm. to have been a judge for those. Um, <laughs> the fight was really close. The um, Angela Hill fight was really close. Uh, yeah, I thought that one, yeah. When, when they're close, it could go either way. The one for that sure. stuck in my mind is kind of one that I was in in disagreement again with was uh, was Cheeto Vera's. Um, okay. Yeah. Thought he had done enough to beat um, Yudong, right? Song Yudong. Yeah, Song Yudong, and you know what can mm-hmm. you do? It, you're For fighting. sure. I think Michael Bisping said it, you know, best. He goes, everybody says, you know, well, you should finish your fight, but it's it's pretty hard to do when you're fighting that high level. Of course. And of mm. course, all going in there trying to do that, but uh, it's hard to do. For sure. So before I let you go here, I want to give you the opportunity to uh, thank anyone you'd like uh, that feels necessary. The stage is all yours. Uh, yeah, of course, my gym, Pura Vida, BJJ and MMA. Uh, keep a lookout for for everyone in the UFC and coming up into the bigger organizations from the gym. Uh, RevGear, my uh, gear sponsor. They've got, you know, everyone knows RevGear. They've got everything, right? Uh, yeah. And my my manager um, Jason House and everybody at Iridium, uh, thank you guys for for everything. You know, so that's it, man. Thank you. Thanks for uh, reaching out to me and having me on your show. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was awesome. Hopefully, we'll be catching up soon. All right, man. Good talking. And until then, stay safe. You as well. See ya. Peace out. Silent Assassin is officially back. How are you doing today, my friends? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So uh, you won about a week ago. So go ahead and uh, walk us through your your final performance. Yeah, I mean it was a rematch against Nico Price. Uh, you know, it was kind of what I expected. I did expect him to go come. You know, uh, tougher than the last time we fought. I expected sure. him. You know, trying to get that win against me. So. I kind of knew it was going to be a war. He's a tough guy. He can take a lot of damage. And I put it all out there. I try to, you know, give my best during the whole fight. Try to get him out as soon as I could. You know, it's while I got him out in the third round. But I felt good. I liked my performance. And, you know, a win is a win. So I'm definitely happy for that. I mean, you look top-notch. Anything, so. But is there anything uh, that's uh, bothering you at all from the fight? No, nothing. Uh, I'm feeling great, you know, just resting up a little bit from training camp and from cutting weight. But, you know, after I think last week I rested up, I'll rest this week and then I'll get right back to work and keep myself ready. We never know when the UFC is going to need me. So I'm going to keep myself ready for that. Awesome. So uh, how did it feel to actually get back in the win column after that uh, tough, close decision against Mr. Stephen Thompson? You know, uh, it feels good. Uh, I feel like I'm back on track What where my goal is to get all the way to the top, uh, fight for that belt. So, you know, I had not the outcome I wanted against Thompson, but at the same time, I learned a lot from that fight. And I feel that now I'm, you know, much more ready to fight guys that are in the top 10, that are in the top five. So I feel that I needed that loss to be able to evolve and to become a better fighter. And I feel that I have become that. For sure. So what were the nerves like uh, the second time around? As you mentioned in the beginning, uh, you fought him before and now you're fighting him again. Did he improve at all? Yeah, I, I definitely think he improved. 
he was more aggressive than the first time. So, like, I felt like first time he respected my power a little bit. Mm-hmm. He didn't respect at all. He just was coming at me, you know, and I was trying to put him out. So, at the same time, I, I saw him feel many of my shots, but even so, he would keep on coming. And something he did different this time, he kicked a little bit more. He caught me with that, you know, uh, tip. Uh, to the okay. Team. So that mm-hmm. was kind of surprising. It was a little bit different than the first time. But nothing like too different. I, I kind of got ready for, for some new things that he was going to bring. And I, I felt comfortable in there. Awesome. So if we date back to that uh, that Perry fight not too long ago, he didn't look uh, too nice after that fight. And now you added him to the list uh, with under the eye. You got him good there. Is that something that you actually try to do uh, after your fights? No, I, I'm not trying to hurt the guys. It's just something that happens. It just happens, like, yeah. And, and, and Mike, you know, both of them have really hard chins. So I'm trying to knock them out since the beginning of the fight. But they just, they keep on coming. They take whatever I hit them with. But eventually right. they're going to get, that's what it, what ended up happening, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm always, every round, I'm going to try to put the guy out. I'm going to try to hit him as hard as I can. And if the fight goes long enough, something's going to end up happening like, uh, you know, like Nico's eye or, or Perry's nose. It's not mm-hmm. something I'm trying. I'm trying to knock them out. But sometimes it happens and it's, it's just what it is. You know, we're out there to, to win. And if that's what it costs, it's going to have to do. It's going to have to be that. So currently you're ranked number 11 in the welterweight division. I'm sure you, like you mentioned, you want a top 10 guy. Is there someone specific you would uh, like to take on in your next match? Man, uh, you know, I think a great fight would be against Pettis. He had uh, a good fight now against uh, Cerrone in the same day that I fought. So I think it just makes sense for both of us. We're probably He's probably resting up now. I'm resting up. Soon we're going to be back to training. So I think it would make sense. Both of us, you know, uh, find uh, whatever date he wants. I'm good with whatever date he wants to fight. And it, for me, it would be a great fight. He's a guy that was a champion. I think he has a lot to add for me. And I don't know. I think it's a great fight, exciting fight for the fans. That would look pretty cool on Fight Island, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah, for sure. This time around, things were a little different uh, for the lead-up to the fight. What, uh, what actually changed uh, with the testing and all that? Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of testing for, for the coronavirus. That was different. Mm-hmm. And we were all the time, so with social distancing. I had my own training room. And mm-hmm. that, I actually thought that was pretty cool because whenever we're sharing the training room with all the other fighters, we kind of have to plan our schedule so that we don't get the, the mats full. Right, right. I could go whenever I wanted to. I had my own sauna that I could cut weight. So that was pretty cool. And, you know, I only I only saw my opponent on the day of weigh-ins when we faced off and on the night of the fight. So it was kind of like real social distancing going For on sure. there. So I I think the UFC, you know, did everything necessary to make sure that the the shows can happen and nobody's going to be, you know, taking any kind of big risk. Awesome. So I'm sure you weren't able to eat whatever you wanted uh, before you started cutting weight and all that. Were you able to actually get a good meal in after the fight? Yeah, definitely, man. That's something that's always hard, you know, for us fighters that cut weight. Mm-hmm. But I had some pizza. I had burgers. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> before a fight uh, when i'm dieting to make weight so now I, i'm just you know enjoying this this week off 
and eating all that I can eat that I couldn't eat before. Yeah, that's all you can ask, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so as we talk about food, when you're at home, are you the guy to cook the meals and all that? Yeah, I love I love cooking. That's something I really like and enjoy doing. It's just relaxing for me. And something I've been doing since last year, uh, I started kind of November last year, is baking bread, sourdough bread. Okay. Okay. That's something I really like to do because it takes like two days for it to get ready. Really? Okay. Yeah, it makes me kind of like chill and, and a lot of technique into it, a lot of patience. And I'm not the kind of guy that is really patient. I'm always like to, you know, do active stuff. So that mm. just, it's the other side that I can relax. We're similar there. So if we're being honest here, what's the biggest like flop or fail you had in the kitchen? Man, I, my, the, the first breads I did, you know, they w- what we want is then to grow with really, you know, tall. and, like and Tall? Okay. Yeah, times it would just stay flat down. So I was like, okay, it's just going to be a flat bread. But eventually sure. it started to get better. Awesome. So we're coming to the end of this thing. I'd like to give you the opportunity to uh, thank anyone you feel is necessary. The stage is all yours, my friend. Yeah, first of all, thank all the fans. I think that's the, my biggest motivation. Even though for this last fight, they weren't present in, in the audience. I mean, I know that everybody was at home enjoying the fights. And that's why I put on the kind of fights that I do. And thank my team, both uh, Serrato MMA here in Brazil and Sanford MMA Hard Knocks in, in Florida with Henry Hoof. And always having my back, always supporting me. For sure. And the last one I got to ask you, what was it like fighting in an empty arena? It was different. Uh, you know, I got ready for that before. So I did mm-hmm. a lot of visual, visualization and that right. the arena was empty so that I made sure that that would, wouldn't be a factor. But for me, it's more exciting when people are there. You know, they kind of give me that motivation. But I, it wasn't that bad. And I could hear a lot of my corner men. And I could mm-hmm. also hear goes corner man so i kind of knew uh what he wanted to do what they wanted him to do and i kind of mm. know what i would do against it so it was it was a different way to fight it's awesome you know exactly what he's gonna throw and and do and everything <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's all i got for you today my friend congratulations on the fight and i uh, will be talking soon thanks man appreciate it take all care right. stay safe